people need to know anything? No, they don't. If, the, if, if they didn't pay 10 rand, can they eat? No? No, no, he says you can't eat if you didn't pay. No? Oh, they can. Okay, okay. So there'll, there'll be pizza uh, uh, to end our day. Uh, today, the way we're going to do things today is just a rather, uh, rather short because there's load shedding at 8. I want us to be finished by then. Uh, at least finished with the main thing. So we're going to do things in a bit shorter way. Uh, so let me pray for us and then I'll tell you what we'll do. <clears throat> Our Father in heaven, we ask that you'd be with us in this study that you'd encourage us, strengthen our, our minds, uh, and uh, change our hearts as we uh, study this important section of Scripture. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so you have a sheet in front of you. If you don't have it, I've sent it uh, online to, your, to the WhatsApp group. By the way, let me just take a quick poll here. Do you prefer the paper or should I just send it to the WhatsApp group every time? Is there any need for the paper? Would anybody like to actually have the printing like the way we do it now? Does everybody prefer it just sent on WhatsApp and you can have it digitally? I assume they laugh. Digital is fine? Okay. Digital it is. That's the last paper you'll ever receive printed by me. Ever. Um, okay. So. You see, I, I want you to read Proverbs 7. I'm going to do the whole chapter today. And I want you to read it. Um, read the entire thing. I'm not going to break it up into small chunks for you because it's a, it's a, it's a connected uh, uh, per, pericope. It's, it's a section that's you, it's together. You can't sec break it up. In that way, it's rather unique in Proverbs. Well, not that unique, but unique in, in the larger scope of things. And what I want you to do is in groups of two or three, okay? So groups of two or three, I want you to read the, the, the Proverbs 7, read it again, make sure that you, you get what's going on there and then answer and then discuss those questions and try and write down answers real quick. Groups of two or three, not more than that, uh, so, that it, so that you can get through all of the material and the whole chapter together, okay? Are you okay? Are we good? Pay work. Oh, that means you can start. Groups of two or three. <clears throat> Not more than three, please. <clears throat> okay, guys. Let's, uh, let's come together here. So... So Proverbs, Proverbs 7 is really a, a continuation of the lesson that began in verse 20 of Proverbs 6. In this particular lesson, uh, the writer of Proverbs, uh, uh, Solomon, is warning uh, his son, his proverbial son, of course he has his... Uh, this is more so towards the young men, and by extension, as we've said in the past, uh, every young person really in Israel. And he's, he's, warning, he's warning this young person against specifically the adulterous woman. 
Um, and you'll notice from verse 20, he starts off by saying, keep my commandment of chapter 6 and in chapter 7 he does the same thing beginning of chapter 7 says my son keep my words and treasure up my commandments he repeats himself and then he warns he repeats himself to try and 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 drive home the point you need to heed my words especially when it comes to this particular subject and in in the chapter 6 passage from chapter from let's say from around verse 25, he talks to the young man and tells her the danger of pursuing this person. And then in chapter 7, um, he then now kind of introduces us to his perspective of watching this young man going and not listening to what he had just said. He has just said stuff. He said, don't desire her, don't go to her because, you know, he says that if you look at verse 26 he says for the price of a prostitute is only a loaf of bread so a prostitute costs what does a loaf of bread cost at that time 15 rand but a married woman this forbidden woman hunts down a precious life meaning that the a prostitute is horrible she costs much but a married woman the forbidden woman costs more a mar- prostitute costs money. The forbidden woman, the married woman, is going to cost you your life. Understand that? You, you understand the threat there? Look at verse 26. That's a threat. It says, This just costs a loaf of bread, but this woman takes an entire life. And then he goes on to explain Can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned? You understand the, the implication here? The implication is you're playing with fire if you play around her or can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched if you're walking on hot coal what should you expect you should expect to get burned so is he who goes into his neighbor's wife none who touches her will go unpunished people do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his appetite when he is hungry but if he is caught he will pay sevenfold okay he will give all the goods of his house. Here's the thing, though. He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. There's no gain. So a guy who is caught stealing, he's going to have to pay back what he stole sevenfold. But people, if they know that you stole bread to eat, people don't despise you. So there's some gain for you because you weren't despised, you ate. But if you're caught, you're going to have to pay sevenfold. But contrast that to someone who goes to another man's wife. He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. There's no gain. It's complete destruction. He will get wounds and dishonor, and his disgrace will not be wiped away. Here's the reason why. Here's the reason why his disgrace will not be wiped away. Here's the reason why you're destroying yourself. Verse 34. For jealousy makes a man furious and he will not spare when he takes revenge he will not accept he will accept no compensation he will refuse though you multiply gifts what he's saying here is this if you go into another man's wife and that man finds out his fury is going to be on top of you okay and there's nothing that you can do to appease him he's going to be he's 
the jealousy of a man, it says that the, the jealous, jealousy makes a man furious. It's a fact. It will raise up within the husband fury and he will get you for it. Um, and even when you try to come and multiply gifts to say you're sorry, you'll still be destroyed. And then now he comes into this text that you guys have just read. I wanted to give you this background so you can actually see what we're talking about here. The primary thing that we're talking about specifically that he has in view is a married woman. But you will see as you go through this text and we discuss it that the principles are far-reaching, way more than just a married woman. The concept goes beyond just the concept of married woman. That is why it has so much airtime in God's word here because this is the principle not just about going to a married woman, but it is a principle about sin itself. Now, with all of that said, let us begin. Uh, we don't have group A or whatever, so I'm just going to ask for volunteers. Okay? Um, it says there, the forbidden woman. That's, the, that's really the, the, the key of this particular passage. Here's the forbidden woman. We see that in verse 5. Well, if you start from verse 4. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend to keep you from the forbidden woman. And then I ask you, define the forbidden woman. What did you say? Go ahead. Just raise your hand. Go ahead. I don't, we don't have groups. It will be too much. I don't want to point at you now. So just help me out here. How can you define the forbidden woman? Thanks. You, you look like you wanted to. You were very excited. Go ahead. Go ahead, Katla. adulterous woman who has smooth words who's also a hypocrite yeah you definitely got that from the text right yeah yeah any more definitions here Benj she is known for her for her promiscuity yeah she's known for being promiscuous and having that kind of lifestyle yep that's clear in the text as well What, what, how, I'm looking for, not necessarily descriptions of her, I want a definition of the, def of the forbidden woman. And maybe to help you, let's go to 1A. Who is she forbidden from? Yep. She is forbidden to anyone who is not her husband. The young man. Yeah, so for him, she is forbidden. But really, even for the guy who's talking, the guy who's watching all of this happen, she's forbidden. Because she's forbidden from ev for everyone except her, her husband. Okay? Can you, can you take that principle and apply it to other things? Think with me for a moment, because I want, I, want, I, want I want you to go beyond just this marital situation. What is forbidden from you? What is, it, what, is, what is the forbidden thing that is, say, like this woman, alluring, etc.? Sin, right? Okay, sin. In the book of Proverbs, 
what you have is when you there's two women that are prominent that we've seen even so far i think we saw it more specifically in the first chapter when we look at it but it, it comes up throughout the book can you can anybody tell me who these two women are that show up a number uh, over and over again in the book of proverbs just raise your hand not not yeah uh wisdom and who's the other woman who no not the adulteress folly there's two women wisdom and folly right we're told about how wisdom what what wisdom does and we're told about what folly does jump to chapter 9 for a moment look at chapter 9 wisdom has done what in verse 1 has built her house she has hewn has hewn her seven pillars okay she has also set her table she has sent out her young woman to call etc etc there's a woman wisdom we've seen her before i think we saw in chapter one here's another woman verse 13 and notice what it says about this woman in chapter 9 verse 13 the woman who the woman folly is what is loud and she is what she's seductive who does that remind you of just now the adulteress the adulterous woman is practically okay there's the scripture always has sense a lot of the scripture usually has sense especially the old testament you always has you always usually have more than one sense of what is being spoken there's always the the, the specific example specific thing that is used but when you when you read it in what we call biblical theology when you read it in the entire system of what the book is talking about then you actually get the 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 the, the, the a further sense uh, uh, and uh, what we what we would call a, a sense that's underneath the plain reading and here's and what is obvious here very clearly is that number one the main sense is that the forbidden woman here is this is this uh, married woman that is forbidden from this young man but the the sense underneath that is that this is actually folly this is actually the woman folly that is why we're spending so much time with her because the woman folly keeps coming up throughout the book of proverbs she keeps coming up and the descriptions of the woman folly in other places are it's exactly the same phrases of this why is it important to see these two senses let me tell you why you young women don't need to now switch off are you with me because you you could be tempted to say this is talking to men who are tempted to go to other men's wives it has nothing to do with me <laughs> okay it's not even talking to women who are going to other women's husbands it's talking to men going to other men's wives so what does that have to do with me no it applies to you too because the 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 the, the thrust of it is about how wisdom not wisdom sorry how folly pulls you in and how folly the woman folly works so you see how this is relevant to all of us in the room okay that's why it was important for us to properly define who the who the forbidden woman is so that we can all be together as we learn lessons here now let me ask you this question from the text what makes her forbidden i want you to think of at least three categories we've already mentioned one okay selena has already mentioned one category this woman is married so what makes her forbidden from this young man now now remove yourself for a moment from the second sense we're just going to go back to just the plain text 
This woman is forbidden from this young man because she is married. That's the first category. She does not, she belongs to another man. Okay? What are, what are other categories that you could say that make her forbidden to this young man? Yep. No, that's, that's you. Uh, So because he's married, because she's married, then it, it's God who tells, her, tells him not to go to her. What, what, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a covenant made in the, in the sight of God, yes. Um, I, I, I think if I could just maybe just expand what you're saying, it's just it's really that God is the one who's in charge here. Is that what you're trying to? I'm, I'm trying to understand because because the, the first category is that she's married, right? And you're saying she's married in the sight of God. Yeah. So so that's still the first category. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's still the first category. I see what you're going we're going with, and I think you're you're onto something. Uh, but it's still the first category. Um, uh, Rezo? She's what? She's deadly. She is deadly. Okay. She is a, there's a number of things that show here, show here that actually going to her is not actually, it's not actually a way of life. It's a way of death. Okay. She's not just forbidden because she's married. She, because she's married and to Lungelo's point, she's married in the sight of God. Going to her like this is 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 you going to kill yourself, essentially. That's the that's the image we'll see here. That she's like an ox led to the slaughter. You are like an ox led to the slaughter if you go towards her. She's deadly. Third category. Benj. Dana. Both of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. True, true. Yeah, that, that, that is true. Yeah, she shows no regard to God's law. She's clearly, which feeds into the fact that she's flouting God's law because she's a married woman acting this way. She's also flouting God's law by, by, uh, by, by enticing another person to sin in this way. So she is, yeah, it is, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you could say that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And of course, what, what makes, of course, what makes her forbidden is the, 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 the covenant that's in place between her and the man and God, um, which is very related to what, what you're saying, yeah. Do you have something? Yeah, yeah, so you're saying his point essentially, which is he's, he's deadly in that sense. She's crafty. She's really like the serpent, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, my man? Uh, 
that's it. Yes, so that's, that's the third category. She is forbidden from him because she is not his wife. <laughs> She's not his wife. She is, he, this guy, this, this, this simpleton over here is just like fawning and following over and, and, like, and, rom and thinking and, and being captured by a woman who is not his wife. She does not belong to him. She, he has no right to think about her in that way. He has no right to desire her in that way. They are not married. It is forbidden for him to even think about it, let alone act on it. You see, to even think about her is, is demonic, satanic, abominable, because they're not married. Only once she is given to him by her father, uh, or whatever the situation is, but in marriage, in, in, in God honoring this marriage, only then can he now entertain these kinds of desires and thoughts about her. Do you see, do you see the point? This is a very, this is the crucial category, okay? When I look, when I look at you guys here, don't think you guys are going to go after married people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't... You don't strike me as home wreckers. You understand that you guys don't. I, I don't know. Maybe Rezel, but the rest of you. <laughs> I'm teasing. No, 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 no. You guys, you guys don't. You know. It's probably not your temptation to go after, if you're a young lady, to go after a married man, generally here, or if you're a young man, to go after a married woman. It's probably not your thing. I'm not saying you're, you're incapable of it. It's foolish to, to speak that way. Okay, we're all incapable of gross sin. If David can do it, who are you? But, but, but I imagine you being at university, your temptation is, is probably not married people. So what's your temptation? Of these three, what's, what's the particular temptation for you as a person in university or a young working professional? Um, as a, what, what, what's your temptation, sir? The last category. You are, t you are more likely tempted to entertain desires, entertain pullings towards people who are not your spouse. And for many of you, that probably even means uh, people that it would be illegal for you to even marry as Christians in God's, law, in God's sight. You understand what I mean? It would be illegal for you to, to even think about marrying them because they're not even Christians more, probably. So your temptation is probably more so in this third category. And you need to really take in what this is saying. This is talking about that woman or that man that shows up in the, on that thing that you are drawn to watch. This is talking about that person who talks nicely around you. This is talking even about somebody you might be dating. Are you with me? Dating does not equal marriage. Yes? No? Eban.
if you're dating him or if you're dating her, it does not mean that you've married them. Let me tell you something. A breakup is a thing that happens. It's gonna, it might happen. And even if it doesn't happen, even if you do get married to them, it's still sin what you're thinking about doing with them. Even if you end up marrying them. Even if it's the night before your wedding and you, 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 you act in these ways, it is still sin. If you act, if you go towards, in, you act in the way that this young man is doing, going in the dark towards this person's bedroom, even if it's the night before your wedding day, you will be judged by God because you have not been given in marriage. So, so the, 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 the temptation for you is really this last category. So watch out, yeah? I take this and apply it to even whatever situation. If you're, if, if you're dating in one sense, think that, don't think this does not apply to your situation. It does. Because sin is right there lurking to tempt both of you. Perhaps the two of you are good Christian people. I hope so. Good Christian people wanting to honor the Lord, but sin is right there trying to allure the both of you. You understand this? So whether you're dating or not, or whether you're just... Watch out for this. this. This applies to you. I'm seeing a hand over here. Oh, it's on a hand. Oh, okay. Yeah? Okay. <clears throat> so I think we've already answered 1C. What does the forbidden woman... Woman? Oh, women. No, woman. Uh, it's supposed to be singular. That was autocorrect. Uh, what does the forbidden woman represent? Uh, uh, and we've already said she represents the alluring sin. Okay? Let's move on. If, and unless anybody has any questions, I want us to plow forward now. Um, we're going to have load shedding just now in about 12 minutes. Huh? At 8. Huh? Yeah, do you have the lights? Could you, could you just, could I just ask you brothers to just, uh, you, you know where they are, right? Okay, good man. Uh, just shut out the lights. Um, <clears throat> um, why is the young man considered simple? Or the other phrase that is used to describe him here, uh, lacking sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, even... Yeah, and, and, it, and I mean, okay, guys, so here's the house, right? Think about this with me for a moment. Here's the house. This is where she stays. And, I mean, just walking past her house is not a problem. Okay, if you just walk... I mean, even the man who's talking, who's looking at the window, he clearly lives near her house. Okay, so just being in the proximity is not the problem. What's the problem? Hey, choir. Hey, I'm not, I'm not a conductor here. My name is not Zach. <laughs> uh, just tell me, tell me, what do you think? What's the problem? If, the, if you can just walk past her house, that's not a problem, then what, 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 what is he doing? What are we supposed to understand he's doing here? Go ahead. He's walking towards her. Okay, he's going towards her specifically. But I mean, there might be something else, yeah? He's lingering, okay? He might be like, you know, going past her house, making a noise, you know, you know like, checking, checking, is this the, like, checking coast, you know? You know, like, you know, like you're at the shop, you're like looking, 
and then you're like, and then you, 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 you walk, you, you're ready for your opportunity. That's what he's doing. He's, he's, actually hunt, he's actually looking for her. He's not, this is not by mistake. This is not, a, this is not someone who just happened to be walking, you know, like on an errand or something. This is the person who was looking for this. Okay? That's why this person is simple and lacking sense. Simple and lacking sense because he does not realize the danger that awaits him in her. Okay, she is dangerous. She is destructive. People die in her. She, is, she, she completely swallows people and destroys them. And you know, he's, not, he's acting as if this is, this is just something exciting to do. This, this tells me, and I hope it tells you, that lurking, lingering, ah, uh, Staying around the vicinity of sin means that you're foolish. Are you with me? Staying in sin's vicinity. Okay, now you know those moments when you're, when you're, you're tempted and you, you, you decide to linger. And whatever sin it is, you decide to linger. Okay, you, you know the strategies that you've discussed with your friends, your sisters, your brothers... You know what it is. You've heard it in the scriptures. You, you've seen it in the scriptures. You, you, you've discussed. This is the way to escape this particular sin. But when you don't, you linger. I, I want you to, in those moments, you need to call yourself an absolute idiot. That's what you're doing in that moment. You're being a buffoon. Okay? You're being, I'm using biblical terms here, you're being stupid. You're being dull. You're, you're like, like a donkey that can't be moved. When you are lingering in the vicinity of sin, I'm not, notice what I said. I didn't say you're sinning. You see? See the difference? He hasn't sinned yet, right? Okay, he's, in his heart, you can argue, he wants this. But that's not, he hasn't, he hasn't found her and done the deed yet. But he is lingering around it. And lingering around sin, entertaining the voice of sin, entertaining the temptation, and even helping temptation. Hey guys, can I tell you something? Satan is powerful enough. He doesn't need you to help him. He's powerful enough. <laughs> Satan and his angels, they're powerful enough. Trust me, they will tempt you. Okay? They don't need your help. They don't need you now to like grab their hand and say, pull me this way. And that's what sometimes we do when we linger around sin, when we, when, when we loiter. See, that's why we end up asking questions, how far is far enough? Heard that question? Foolish question. Because what I'm hearing when you ask me that question is, I want to linger. I want to go as close as I can to her house. You understand what I'm saying? Let him who has ears hear what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay, I hope you understand what I'm saying. When you ask how far, how far is too far, what you're trying to figure out is how much can you tempt yourself and stay in her vicinity without actually causing a problem. And that, and that in and of itself, the act of loitering, of going towards her house, tr trying, looking for her, and being around her, 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 her area code, that is lacking sense, being simple, it's being, it's being foolish.
When is he going toward her house? And what is the significance of this? When is he going toward her house? You can raise your hand and tell me. <clears throat> when is he going toward her house? At evening. Okay? What's the significance of the fact that he's going toward her house at evening? Um, I'll, I'll come back to you. The Lord Jesus said in John chapter 9 that we must do the work of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. John chapter 9 verse 4 if I'm correct. In fact, in the book of John it is, it is quite repeated, the idea of night. And what night represents is darkness. But not just darkness as in we can't see. It, it's, this is a physical thing. Darkness represents the reality that you are in spiritual darkness. You, re, you realize in the, in the new heavens and new earth, at least how it's described, doesn't necessarily mean that it will be like this exactly, but how it's described in, in Revelations 20, 22 is that God will be the light. There'll be no more need for the sun. He will be the light. Jesus called himself the what of the world? The light of the world. I'm telling you now, all the things that are evil and disgusting that God hates usually are connected with nighttime. Usually are connected with the lack of other eyes seeing. It represents two kinds of darkness. The darkness in that sense represents two kinds of things. One, it represents that you yourself don't know what you're doing. Okay, you, you can't see darkness. You can't see. But it also represents that others can't see what you're doing. Meaning that you, you, you are hiding something that is evil. It is better for you to go to sleep. Like, it is, it's much better for you to go to sleep at 8 than to allow your mind to be weak, 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 weak and enjoy more and more and more of the dark. If I were to take a poll here, I'm not going to take it, but if I were to take a poll here of how many people here did something evil that they were ashamed of when A, nobody else was seeing them and B, when it was nighttime, I suspect the hands will all the hands will go up. You rarely do something that you are ashamed of, that is despicable, if A, other people can see you, right? People can see you, and B, when you're out in, in the sun, when you're out in the light, usually sin comes when no one can see you, and when you're, usually, let me say, when you're, when you're tired and you're, and you're, you're in a state where you're supposed to be sleeping, and then you're, you're up in the nighttime. So what, what is the point of this? The point of what I'm saying is this. You must flee the works of darkness, is what the Lord Jesus says. Flee the works of darkness. Do not be a person who is prominent in doing things when nobody can see you. Are you, are you with me when I'm saying that? Try as much as you can to be a person who your things, everything that you do is known. If there is someone 
if there, or maybe, maybe let me put it this way. If there are things, uh, repeated habits or repeated actions or things, things that are part of your life that let's say in a month or a, or a week, depending on what it is, this is a, an, a normal feature of your life, but you would not want to tell other Christians about it. Something's wrong. You understand what I'm saying? If there's something that's a normal feature of your life, you do this thing often. It's like you and God know that you do this thing often, but you would be terrified to tell other Christians. Be terrified to tell your parents. Be terrified to tell your, your friends. You, you are ashamed of it in that way, but it's a normal feature of your life. You need to repent. Because what you're doing is the work of darkness. Why are you so ashamed? Why are you so afraid for, of others knowing about this? Why do you want to do it under the cover of darkness? It is because you, it's sin. I'm not, I'm not saying that everything that you do, you should tell people about it. Just in your life, like if you, you know, you, I'm, I'm going to play squash, I need to announce it on social media. But you guys probably do that anyway. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm trying to say is that they, if the don't make a habit of choosing what it is other people know about you. You with me? You have to choose different levels, of course. You're not going to tell people here all your things. But there has to be some bosom people, some very close people to you. Your friend, your parents, whoever it is. Someone who really knows the entire you exactly as you are. Strive to live your life in such that the testimony of your life before God is as, at least the same as with somebody else. Here. If... What God knows about you is so far removed from what anyone knows about you. You're in trouble. You understand what I'm saying? Are you getting this? Or am I being complicated here? Tell me if you don't get this. God knows things about you, how you live your life. Is that this, Do you have a similar reputation, as close to that a reputation with other people or no? Is it such an... Of course, God will know you much more. I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to compare God to people in that sense. Of course, God's going to know you even better than you know yourself. But what I'm saying is, is your reputation of how you live your life in front of God uh, so different from how you live your life uh, in, with the eyes of others in the light? Does that make sense to you? Fight against it. Fight against it. Confess it. Make make. Make a, a lifestyle of confession. And then you, fellow Christian, when someone comes to confess sin to you, oh, Nkosiam, Gatela, please, please, is that how you say it? Please, when someone confesses a sin to you, this is not a time, nobody has just scored a goal. You don't have to say, yo, 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 yo. This is, nobody has just scored a goal, okay? This is not like a, a massive surprise. When someone comes to you to try and bring to the light something that God has been knocking, bring, I, wanna, I need to bring this to the light, I've been doing this in the darkness, let me, do, let me now live here in the light. Don't be like the complete shock. Yo, hey, I can't imagine this. Hey, this one, 
no, 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 this demon needs prayer and fasting. Calm down, okay? Sin is a normal feature of life. People fall, okay? David fell. That is why we needed the Messiah, amen? That's why we needed the Messiah to come in and sort it all out because everyone before him had absolutely fallen on their face. So don't be so shocked if your brother or sister comes to you, tells you something that's a sin, then say, okay, brother, praise God you've brought... It is an amazing thing when a brother or sister comes to you and confesses their sin. It's an amazing thing. You know what the Lord Jesus said? He said, there is so much joy in heaven about a sinner who repents. Okay, well, in that case, of course, he was talking about somebody who's converted. But I would argue that the principle applies. It's a wonderful thing. Here's something that Satan has been using to accuse this person. Accuse this person all the time because this person is doing this thing in darkness and now they're bringing it to the light. And Satan can't use it anymore. You see what I'm saying? Of course, Satan can't use it at all anyway. It's, it's useless anyway because you have an advocate with the Father in heaven. But the reality is this. We, we need to see it as a rejoicing thing. When somebody confesses, that is a, 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 a happy time. Now, once you've confessed, thank you. Now, okay, now let's think about how going forward we, I can help you. How going forward we can deal with this issue. Now, do we need to involve an older lady or an older man? Uh, do we need to maybe consult somebody? But let's, um, let, let, let's work together. I'm your partner in the fight. We're going to fight this thing together. Very simple. Life is not that complicated. Yeah? Okay. I, I, that was a digression. Let's come back here. Um, so the woman meets him. Yeah? So the woman... Uh, the woman meets him. Uh, what, what, the, the light? What? Ooh, okay. Huh? Okay. Well, I'm on, I'm on the same block as the church, and it usually goes off around 8.10 sometimes. You're on the same block as well. Yesterday delayed a little bit. Okay, but uh, I'll trust you. Okay. Okay. So the woman meets him, yeah? Discuss each of her characteristics in verses 10 to 12. Someone can just stand up here and just go at it. What, what, you, what did you guys write down? Somebody. Feel free if you're feeling confident. Go ahead. Her what are her characteristics? Okay. Okay. That's that is Okay. Let's come back to the text. Okay. Okay. Rich husband problems. Okay. So the lesson is don't be a rich husband. Case closed. Okay. Okay, fine. But I'm saying what are her characteristics? You're saying she's not happy with her husband. What's a, what else? She's dressed as a prostitute. 
Yebo. She is loud. Yebo. Next. She has crafty intentions. Yes. Yes, she's a crafty, a wily heart. Yep. Next. She's what? She's wayward. She doesn't keep straight. And what's another one? She lies in wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's also, she also doesn't, yep, yep, yep. She does not stay at home. One moment you find her there, the next moment you find her there, the next moment you find her there. You see that? Now in the market, now in the corner, she's lying for people in wait. She's just, she just seems restless, doesn't she? Seems complete, just, just unsatisfied. Yeah, she's ready to grab people in different places. Yes, yes. She is, she is on the prowl, 100%. Now, I want to talk about a few of these because these are really, really important, hey guys? Um, I said contrast these with the, with the woman in 1 Peter 3, verse 3 to 4. Did you read that verse? In 1 Peter 3, 3, 3 verse 3 to 4, she, this woman is loud. The woman in 1 Peter 3, 3 to 4 is what? She has a quiet and gentle spirit. See, this one is someone who's buzzing all over there. The woman in 1 Peter 3, 3 to 4. Uh, is not so. She's got a quiet spirit. This is a very important thing. Um, you will notice throughout the scriptures, and this is just as an aside here, at least for the ladies, uh, throughout the scriptures you will find that, uh, particularly in First Peter 3, 3 to 4, and I think 1 Timothy 2, um, for, a, for a woman, there is a spirit of quietness, a, a spirit of being here, being steady and calm that is opposed to the ungodly woman who is loud and wayward and talks a lot. You've seen that in the scriptures? If you've, if you've read the scriptures, you'll know what I'm talking about. So there's a woman who is loud, very loud, and this woman is like her. They, there's other proverbs say, it is better to live in the corner of a housetop than with a quarrelsome wife. Okay, not quiet spirit, but a loud, cantankerous talking spirit. Okay, this is, this is just a feature of the thing. Uh, there is a gentle spirit, a woman who embodies the, 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 what womanhood is, which is to be nurturing. She's a gentle spirit. She's not a domineering spirit, like first, uh, Genesis 3. It's not domineering but gentle spirit. Um, these are, these are, th those are discussions for other places, but, um, and I think, especially, I think you might be discussing that at the ladies' meeting tomorrow, I think. In any event, uh, the, the reason I bring that out is because when, when we're told that she is loud and wayward and doesn't stay at home, we are being, what is being described for us is the picture of the ultimate ungodly woman. Okay, this is the ungodly woman. Every negative characteristic that you find throughout the scripture about ungodly women, all of them are put together about this one woman. She's loud when godly women are, have quiet spirits. 
She is, she is prowling and predatorial and is not settled at home when godly women are told to uh, pursue a quiet life and manage their own household in, tit in Titus 2. Um, she, this woman is out there lying in wait, uh, which kind of reminds us of, in 1 Timothy 5 of the widows that Timothy, Paul talks about, 1 Timothy 5, of the widows who are busybodies. They don't stay at home and raise children and do, the, uh, do what it is that God calls them to in 1 Timothy 5. But rather what they do is they are busybodies going house to house for gossip is what Paul, is what Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 5. So th this, all the negative characteristics are embodied in her. She, this woman is the embodiment of sin. And her loudness, her waywardness, this, she entirely embo embodies what sin is. And for a young man to go towards her is foolish beyond thinking. Uh, there is nothing to desire in her beyond her beauty. See, that's what you're supposed to be getting from this. The only thing she can offer is the fact that she's got a pretty face, maybe a desirable body. But other than that, she offers you problems. More, we, we, we can take that old phrase and rephrase it this way. More Proverbs 7 woman, more problems. <laughs> so more money, more problems. You see what I did there? No? Nobody saw that? You guys are too young for this? Okay, fine. In my day, we used to say more money, more problems. Well, more Proverbs 7 woman, more problems is the point. Okay, she, she's, and she's dressed as a prostitute. I don't want, I'm not going to ask you to describe for me what that is, but we all know what that is. Dressed as a prostitute. The primary reason for her dress is to advertise rather than to conceal her modesty. Her primary, when she's thinking about her dress, is to advertise and accentuate certain features of her body so that people could see her. See that? Now, as you think about all of that, I want you to think about sin. Sin doesn't offer you anything else. It just offers you problems. All it does is, it looks nice. That's it. It looks, it, feel, it, it, it appears as if, if I did this, or if I went down this road, I'll be happy. But all you have is all the negative characteristics. All that is in her is problems, things that you wouldn't want. You know, I have to be careful how I say this, so bear with me. Not all of us are going to, you know, win modeling prizes, right? Not all of us are gifted in that way. Not all of us are very pretty, yeah? Okay? Okay? Just want to, okay, shut up. So, okay, shut up. Okay, now. There are people who have way more to offer where their lives are such that you know that if I, if I married that person, my life would be set. Not because the person's a messiah, but the person just has, this person's just solid. This person's just a steady ship. This person knows what they want. This person knows what they're doing in life. 
This person honors God. This person honors the people around them. People around this person always seem edified. You know, if I married this person because of the real meat, the real things that actually matter in life, I know I'll be fine if I married this person. But that guy might not look, you know? You know, that guy might not, he might not be on the cover of Men's Health. You know what I'm saying? Like, he might not. Because, so if you just judge him, you know, he's not a hunk. You understand what I'm saying? There's no six packs, there's six flabs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, he's, you know what I mean? But what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying to you is, you and I know that that's a reality, right? We know that that's a reality. So here's the thing, that's the thing that, that sin does though. All sin does is men's health cover. It's all it offers. And as soon as you go in, once you have it, you, own, you have all the negative, all the problems. You see what I'm saying? All the, all, it's not that, oh, you might have all the problems. No, you have all the problems. Because all it could offer you is what it looks like. Once you grab it and start enjoying it, then it leaves a bitter taste in your mouth. You see what I'm saying? She is the, all these characteristics of this woman, she embodies everything you don't want in a wife. And all she offers you is just, you know, a pose. That's it. Be very careful, guys. Be very careful of sin. Be very careful, gents and ladies, be, be extremely careful. All sin can offer you is aesthetics, no meat. <clears throat> That's all sin can offer you. Okay, now. Any, any interaction on that? Are we all good and fine? Now, the, the fourth question here is, what is her aim? What does she aim at? What is her aim in these texts? What does she want to do? Go ahead. Yeah? Yeah, she wants to lead him astray. Yeah? Her pit goes down to the grave. Yes. All she is, her aim is to kill you. That's her aim. Her aim is to devour you. Um, her aim, she wants to destroy you. She, she does not, uh, she's not, it's not unequivocal what she wants. She wants you dead because the language that is used is a language of a predator. She lies in wait. And when she sees him, she seizes him and kisses him. You know what? She doesn't even play hard to get. You know what I mean? He doesn't show up, you know, like he's busy, you know, also playing a game, you know, looking at her. And then she doesn't just like, you know, show up and then he's like, ooh. No. There's no hard to get. She, she sees him, grabs him. She, she sees him, grabs him, and already kisses him. Doesn't even want him to think. Don't, don't even think twice. This is what I'm offering to you. She grabs him and kisses him. This is a problem. And with a bold face, 
she has the audacity to tell her to tell him that she's been sacrificing, she's been to the temple. Uh, this, this, this woman wants to destroy. She is quite literally death incarnate. What tools does she use to achieve her aim? Go ahead. What tools does she use to achieve her aim of devouring this young man and getting him? Go ahead. Sensuality. 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 She, she, in, she, she appeals to some of his senses. Are you with me? Guys, if you can catch this, ladies, men, listen to me. If you can catch this, you can really, if you, if you can meditate on these principles here and really see how, this, how sin works, you can really, I believe God has put this here for us to see how these things work so that we can, we can get some, some advantage on our enemy. This is us studying our enemy. And I want you to notice what she uses to get him to die. She uses his senses. You see this? She's sensual. She uses smooth talk. Right? She tells him about a bed with what? What does that bed have? It's perfumed. It's got aloes. Why does a bed with aloes be enticing, but I guess it is. It's, it's perfumed with cinnamon, right? Like, like salt bay, you understand? Like it's... Come, let us take our fill of love till the morning. Let us delight ourselves. Come, let us enjoy. She is appealing to his senses. If he only he could just grab those parts of his senses and use all of his other senses and actually think and take two steps back and think he could escape. If only he could just say, right now what I'm feeling is just sensuality. I'm drawn in by sensuality. Let me just take um, a step back and actually think about the situation, use all of my other faculties, he could actually escape. But he's not going to escape because he is, he, is, he is diving in. He is jumping into this, really just wanting to feel all of his sensuality. He wants to feel, he wants to enjoy. This doesn't just happen only with sensuality, folks. This happens with a number of other sins. Here's one clear one, rage, anger, yeah? Do you know that moment, have you ever had that, I'm sure you have, but maybe, maybe we're different. Have you ever had that, that moment where you have a lump on your throat? When you're so, you're so irritated. And what do you want to do at that moment? You want to go and let it out, right? And you're just waiting to see this person. And as soon as you see this person, they're going to hear your wrath. Like you, you're just waiting for this person. And then you just want to just, just feel it. Just shout at them. 
just go into them. You want them to feel the pain. You want them to feel your wrath and your anger. You, you know what I'm talking about? But what does the Bible say? The anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. You're, you coming in all hot and bothered, coming in, guns blazing, turning over tables on top of this person's head, is not going to achieve anything. In fact, the Proverbs tell us more likely the opposite's going to happen. See, a harsh word stirs up what? But a soft answer turns away wrath. See, if you go to another person and you just, that other person, and you just start berating them, wanting to get your anger off your chest, all you're going to do is get them to be defensive. That's all you're going to do. Like most of the time. Most, most, nine out of ten times. That's why the proverb says that. Nine out of ten times, you're going to get that person just to respond in anger, and you're not even going to, the person's probably, the person's going to feel that you are wrong. So it's going to be, see, that's just one example. When you, you are tempted toward feeling a certain thing, and then you just, you don't take a step back and think, okay, this is, I'm feeling this way right now. My emotions are here, but let's think about this as if I'm in an out-of-body experience. And let's think about this in its entirety. What, what exactly needs to happen? How are we going to achieve our goal? You understand what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Does it make sense what I'm trying to say to you? Do not be a person who gives in. That's why the scripture speaks over and over and over again regarding self-discipline, self-control, self-management, being able to manage yourself. And say, in fact, the proverb says, a fool gives full vent to his spirit. I think it's Proverbs 24. A fool gives full vent to his spirit. This is what I'm feeling, therefore, you're gonna, it, this is what's going to be had. This is what's going to happen. But rather, a wise person knows that they need to calm it down and think and apply themselves. Are you with me? This doesn't just apply to anger, it applies to a number of other things. And I want you to think, and perhaps for you, for you personally, this might be another, there might be something entirely different. Where you know that you just, you, you, you give in, and then you just want to go into that thing, and you want to stay there. You want to feel it, you want to enjoy it. So she uses sensuality, she uses smooth talk, which is part of sensuality. She tells him about delighting all in the morning. Now what is the young man's aim? What is the young man's aim? Anybody else who hasn't spoken? I feel like I'm talking too much to this side. Somebody from this side. What is the young man's aim? Huh? To be with her. Yeah? What does, he think he, what does he think he's going to get when he's with her? What, what, is, he, what is he going to get? Pleasure. Pleasure right? Yeah. So he's, he thinks that, you know, I'm going to get there and, you know, it's going to be on. You know, there's going to be... 
feeling of love until the morning. I'm going to go on to this bed that has cinnamon and enjoy myself. That's, what he, that's, that's all that he's thinking about. He thinks he's just, th his mind is entirely on that. But is that what he gets? What does he get? He gets death. He gets death. See? And here's the, here's the analogies here, verse 22. All at once he follows her, follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter, or a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver. As a bird rushes into a snare, into a trap, he does not know that it will cost him his life. Friends, it will cost you your life. For those two minutes, those five minutes, though, that hour, please think of your life more valuable. Your life is way more valuable than just enjoying her for those ten minutes, for that hour, even for that night. It's not worth it. Your life is way more valuable than that. Don't cheapen your life by going and enjoying sin for a few hours. And this applies to all of us. This is, this is the summary lesson for, this is the summary lesson here for all of us. Summary, summary lesson for all of us is that while sin is enticing, sin comes at us at our, in our particular things that we might like. So sin packages, it, packages itself in a particular way. The, 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 re, the reality is all that sin leads to is death. All that it is, you might think that you're going down the chambers, the, the bedroom of pleasure, but what you're going down here is the bedroom of death. Now, here's the good news. The good news that in Christ Jesus, even those who have slept with other men's wives or other women's husbands can be forgiven. That's the, that's the good news. That in Christ Jesus, even this sin does not have to... If you have committed such a sin does not mean that you have, to, you have to die because Christ has died. But this is a warning for you. And it is a warning for you if you're in Christ. Do not, for a moment, cheapen your life. But rather, chase after the woman wisdom. Chase after Christ himself. Pursue him and love him. Go for the meat. Go for the quality. Don't go just for the aesthetics. You know, Jesus said, in this life you have trouble, but take heart forever. forever. So he said, in, this, in the world you'll have trouble, but take heart for I've overcome the world. You see, the way, the narrow way, does not, it does not show up on the cover of men's health. See, the narrow way is crooked. It's got thorns. It's rough. There's rain and thunderstorms. The narrow way is hard. You understand? It's a hard road. When you look at it, Justin, let me, let me package it and put it up for you, you wouldn't want to choose it. But let me tell you, once, you choose, once you're in it and once you walk it, what you find is the meat of life. What you find is true life, true living. That's what you find when, you, when, when you're in the narrow way. Don't go to the broad way that looks nice, but all it has is just emptiness and destruction at the end. Thoughts, questions, concerns? As we close.
Yeah, he wants to be tempted. He, this is us sometimes when we're looking for a problem. <laughs> like when we're actually looking for it. Um, and that is why it's at night. And this is like, oh, just on a practical note, this is why, guys, like, when you're tired or when you're emotionally exhausted or when you're stressed, just go to sleep. Okay? Please. <laughs> just go to sleep. Because you will not make good decisions in that state. When you, because, because in that moment, all you're going to do is you're just going to, you're just going to, you're just going to look for problems. Your, your, your thinking faculties are weakened and you, all you're going to do is going to look for problems. Now, if you're, if you're, if you're depressed, cry out to the Lord, call a friend, all of those things. But like, if you're just like alone and you, you feel like you just mope, you're going deeper, just go to sleep, just... No shame, and just grab, grab, a, grab a healthy, grab a melatonin. Go to sleep. Okay? It's much better to sleep than to try and make decisions because you'll end up responding to those DMs. <laughs> that on a normal day when you're fine, in the morning you wouldn't think about responding to those DMs. But now, it's at night and you're like this and you end up chatting on those DMs. You know what I'm talking about. At least you girls know, I don't... Guys, we don't get DM'd. <laughs> At least the girls know. See, I, I, try, I try to do something for everyone, you understand? I'm an equal opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so she's, he's looking for problems. He's looking for temptation, yeah. Any other thoughts here? Anel. Yeah. 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 Whether you're strong or you're wounded and weak, you don't escape. She's she's powerful. So what that talks about talks about her powers of seduction. They're not they're not weak. This is a this is a formidable enemy. This is a serious foe. That is why when we're talking about her, we need to talk in terms of fighting. Of, but the scripture says you, you fight against this. It's a war because this is an enemy. And you need to be killing this enemy uh, in that sense. You need to be fighting back. Um, you're not going to coast through her. You're not just going to survive her just by... You know, there could be a person who, unlike this young man, there could be a person who's just walking towards her house, just not thinking. She lives here, but this person's not necessarily wanting to be tempted. This person's just walking slowly among, around her house. Not aware of the danger. You see what I'm saying? There could, be, there could be active looking for the problem, and then there could be falling into the problem because you were not alert and sober. You were just... You were just drowsy. You were just, Lord, you were a tourist. Oh, look at this house. I wonder who lives here. <laughs> See, but 
but you need to know you need to know the map. She lives here. I'm not even going near that. I'll go be a tourist somewhere else. See what I'm saying? You could say that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, certainly it's been said a number of times about David, right? He's su supposed, to, supposed to be out fighting and then... So you could, you could certainly say that. He, I'm sure there's better things for him to do with his time. <laughs> That's the point, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So rather be busy with good things. Yeah? Anel, could you, could you pray for us?